and welcome. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax, and I'm here today with my friend, Pi. And Pi is here as we do a little comparison, discussion, and review of Pride and Prejudice and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. One great story, but a little bit of different telling. The So first, I'd like Pi to go over the basic story since she's the only one who's actually read the book or watch the original movie out of both of us. There's actually two original movies. The first one was in the 1940s, and the other one was in 2019. Something, 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 or this recent Century 5. Like 1995, 2005? Close enough. I don't know. I don't know anyway. Same diff. The original story is focused on the character Elizabeth Bennet, and... The whole book is based on marriage, basically. It's about the Bennett family and how their mother is desperately trying to marry these girls off, like cattle at an auction. Exactly. So, in the original story, Elizabeth Elizabeth is, um, she's pretty good at nailing people's characters right off the bat. And she's got a reputation for it, so... Her sister is very polite, mild. You, you don't know what she's thinking, but she's always very pristine. And, Proper. And her sisters are out of control. And her mother is out of control, and her dad just doesn't care. So you follow Elizabeth on her journey through life. I think it's through the space of a, a year and a half in the original book. I'm not good with 19th century. Sounds about right for how zombies took <clears throat> place over the course of the seasons. Yeah find out that she misjudges some people and she goes through some character growth and in the end they have their happily ever after elizabeth ends up with darcy i know everybody's shocked and her youngest idiot sister ends up with darcy's terrible pseudo brother wickham anyway he's a terribly gross character in both stories second spoiler when watching Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, I started calling him Hans halfway through the movie because he reminded me of Hans from Frozen. If you haven't seen Frozen, well, you obviously didn't care by now that I spoiled it for you. I haven't seen Frozen either. Ice Queen, Hans is a douche, let it go. <laughs> I do love that song. So that's the original book. And Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is that book reimagined by, oh, who was the author on that uh, the author we will discuss in a moment. Anyway, this gentleman had a really good idea of a book that in the 18, late 18th century, early 19th century, they would have a zombie invasion. There was a great uprising in, that yeah. they talked about Instead the of the English and French fighting each other in a war, all the soldiers are now in battle against the hordes of the undead. And there's a really great little scene during the opening credits of the zombie movie where it's like an old-timey book illustration pop-up pop thingy as they're telling the story of how the uprising with the great undead and they built a wall around london and then because we needed our country homes we built we left a place in the, left a place called the in-between which is between the wall and a big giant fucking moat it's 30 fathoms deep and there's only one bridge that connects the in-between to the outside world. There was originally like five bridges. And then, oh, hi. How settling. Okay, okay. Um, there were originally five bridges in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. 
And they blew up all but Hingham Bridge. That's the only one that remains by the time we get to this movie. Yes. And another thing is we have to protect ourselves from the zombies. So the rich send off their, they go, they send off their family, their kids, whoever, to Japan to study martial arts. Where the wise, those who have a little bit more, they're not stuck up, basically. The wise send their, go to China. And a lot of the movie, to, uh, a lot of the differences between their actions. Classes. Class differences are based on where you trained. If you trained in Japan, you had a lot of money, you were upper class. If you didn't have a lot of money, you were considered wise with your money, and you trained in China. And, lo- and it's just horrible to mention that you trained in China or even speak in Chinese. Yes. In which is odd because the the Bennett family, Lizzie, the main characters, all that, they all went to China and they're looked down upon except whenever we're seeing a zombies outbreak and it's at a public gathering, none of those people who train in Japan come out to help. It's always the Bennetts. Another thing to mention, because you would have to understand 19th century England, if you were a landowner, you were considered of the higher class, like in the ranks of Darcy and the Bingleys and such. Well, Mr. Bennett is a landowner, but he married his simpleton of a wife, which brings his daughter's status, quote, down because she was the daughter of a tradesman. It's hypocritical because the Bingleys' fortune was made by their tradesman father. And they just kind of overlook that and look down on everybody in the Hertfordshire. Which means they're wonderful people. Yeah, they're assholes, basically. Elitist snobs, we all know one, I'm sure. Some differences between the original story and the zombie version is that a lot of the interactions are basically around zombies, about fighting, discussions about fighting skills. Infection. Infection. And... Some things they keep the same, though, is we're still going to have balls, and we're still going to play music, and we're still going to dance, and we're still not going to bother having lookouts who can actually warn us before the zombies invade. No, I'm not nitpicking the idiot uh, watchman at all. When you look at the, the scene in the basement where Bingley falls down the stairs and Elizabeth guards him while the zombies are there and Darcy's killing them all, Yes. before his Darcy jumps down the railing and starts killing everybody, she talks to the, the oldest orphan, and he says their friend let them in. Yes. By the end of the movie, you find out that George Wickham, who was attending the party, has been bitten and is infected, and he has been infected for quite some time. He's their new friend. And his ultimate plot, because why not spoil the whole thing? His <laughs> ultimate plot is he he found a loophole where, with the zombies, once they're bit, they're a zombie, but they're not full zombie until they get a taste of human blood. So he's been gathering up fine bricks. So he's been gathering up a lot of those who are bitten. I dare to say he's probably been biting some himself. And... Hopefully he has a very bad character. Yes. And he is basically getting them to convene at this old church so he can feed them pig's blood. Pig's brains. So they'll still be fed, but they won't be true zombies. So as being only half-breed zombies, basically, they can think. And they can carry out orders such as where to attack next for his nefarious plot. And of course, being a still class society while being zombies, only the aristocracy are afforded the pig's brains. Everybody else just kind of can go fish. Yeah. And you see a lot of zombies get killed that were poor people. Yes. Classism, alive and well, even in zombie land. So, undead and well? 
Sure. Yeah. I'm dead and well. One thing I really liked in the zombie movie is that it was played really serious. Yeah. So it seems like a Jane Austen novel. Only problem is they didn't tell Matt Smith that this was a serious film when he came to film his scenes as a parson. Oh, God. He... He is comic relief, all right. He is goofy. He is... He's absurd. <laughs> He's absurd. There we go. He... Um, he has a distinct lack of social grace. He talks too loudly. He talks of inappropriate things. He insults people right in front of them. He's also quite full of himself. He is. He's. He insists that... At one point, he asked to... Oh. Masmuth plays the cousin of the Bennets, and... He wants to marry one of the girls. And the first one he asks for is Jane. Jane's already has her eyes on Mr. Bingley. Uh, Bingley. So upon being told this, he asks, is there any wiggle room? Yeah. So, you know, he is totally not full of himself at that point. Then later on, you know, after trashing Lizzie, he asks for her hand. And she turns him down like a good girl. <laughs> yeah. In the original story of Pride and Prejudice, Mr. Collins has the estate entailed onto him, which means that there are no male heirs for Mr. Bennett's estate. So it's going to go to the first eligible male heir in his family or extended family until they find a man. Not which, sexist at all. Yeah, of course it is. But that's why Mr. Collins is coming. He's coming because he thinks his kind of way of making it up to the Bennett family is to marry one of the daughters so the home kind of stays in the family and their daughters are saved from poverty the mother pushes the marriage on lizzie because she wants her to save her sisters from poverty and homelessness which is kind of weird yeah um i'm i lost the word i was looking for for her mother but her mother is basically pushing the future of all of her sisters on elizabeth and elizabeth is very firmly only going to marry for love instead of wealth which she will not have with Parson Collins, even though he has a very wealthy patroness. Yes, his... She is on very good terms with money. Yes. Um, I think the character of Mr. Darcy in general was done pretty straight between the two movies. Mm-hmm. Mr. Darcy is a nice person, but comes off as an ass when he's not around people he knows. Yeah. And he's... He's not very in... sociable. He's He comes across more interested... And safety, you know, he doesn't things. murder things. He's he yeah. spent way too much time on the battlefield and in training than he did learning the gentlemanly way, learning the high society way of doing things. Oh, he knows them. He just he kind of a, doesn't think like that toward the lower class people, as in everybody in Meriton. He kind of looks down upon them as beneath him. Even though you know, like I said, there are landowners and they are considered you know somewhat equal. He owns half of Derbyshire, which is a big area in, what are they call counties in England? I'm sorry, English people. I don't know. Um, it's a big county, and he owns half of it. So straight away, he's one of the richest people in the book and in the movie. Yes. Lady Catherine is his aunt, and she's the other richest person in the book slash county. And then Mr. Bingley, and then Mr. Bennett. And then Sir William Lucas, who is Charlotte's father. Charlotte is Elizabeth's best friend. Uh, Mr. Bingley got stupider from Pride and Prejudice to Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. You can tell he's a little bit kind of flighty in the book, but he still has his head on his shoulders and he's in the right place. In the movie, he's just led around by his nose like a bull. 
um, oh, right, right, yes, Bingley. The, James. Bingley, if you tell him in the zombie movie, you know, he is told, let's go to the country. Okay. He is told, let's go to the dance. Okay. Let's have a ball at your house and you do all the prep. Okay. I don't think you should marry that girl. Okay. He does not think for himself. He. Until the very end of the movie. Until the very end. In the end, he does go and he does something for friendship, which. I think shows that he's finally learning to care more about himself than just what his sisters were they? And his sisters, Caroline and Mrs. Hurst and Darcy all told him, Jane does not love you. She wants your money. This came about when Mm. (sighs) Mrs. Bennett, the twit, (laughs) she's more interested in getting her daughters married off than anything else. And this includes their well-being. She actually sends one of her daughters on a to have lunch with the with a three Mr. mile horseback ride. She sends her on horseback versus the carriage because it's going to rain, and if it rains, she'll be st- she won't be able to ride her horse back. So that means she'll be at the house longer, which means there's a greater chance that she will have a connection and that Bingley will take her. Well, that's all well and good, except in the original book, she gets a cold. I didn't make it that far into the movie. And into the zombie one, she runs across some zombies. Creepy ones, too. And so... Uh, yeah, that, that creepy zombie baby was a little much. Oh, God, that thing was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Almost. So the so now, though, she still gets a cold in the zombie movie, except now we have Darcy, who thinks she's infected. And he's a little bit sword-happy. So, you know, there are things that, the, you know, much more things they have to worry about. The mom as well, drunkenly at a party, announced to her daughters and anyone else who could hear her, which was everyone, how much money Mr. Bingley makes. And that is what set off the whole chain of events of everyone telling Bingley, Jane only wants you for your money, when really it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. Jane, however, didn't show any overt interest in the gentleman, so he just took it at face value. He didn't argue back. He didn't do anything to defend his interests in it. He just said, okay. And they went back to London. Hey, such is life back then. They're, they're a little, he was a little dumb. He is an easily, easily led man, but by the end of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, he grows a pair a little bit. When Jane saves him from the, your neighbors, and they're driving. Welcome to California. Seriously. Um, anyway. When Jane saves him from being exploded by his own bomb on the pile of zombies, he realizes that, oh, she does care about me. She just jumped in front of a bomb for me. And that kind of clicked in his head that, okay, they were wrong. What else have they been wrong about? So he doesn't take Darcy's orders to blow up the bridge at morning light as an absolute anymore. He plays it safe and blows it up. Once everyone's safe. Once Darcy makes everything a living hell, because it's his fault there's a horde of zombies at the end of the movie. Yes. What happened is Wickham was trying to was trying to do anything in his power to get more money. He claimed it was so he could help stop the zombie invasion, but really he's just a greedy little bastard. So every so at the end of the movie, he has actually convinced the youngest Bennett's sister, daughter, whatever, to go with him. Well, in this version of the movie, he's kept her hostage, and Lizzie knows where he's at. She tells Mr. Darcy, and Darcy's like, oh, I saw that location burn to the ground. 
when in reality it wasn't he was just trying to keep her from going after her sister and then he takes off by himself and causes a whole shit storm bags of brains from dead soldiers which are human brains this is where he messed up i think darcy is an idiot at this point is he puts the brains in the chalice that they take their brain communion from in the zombie church and turns all of these aristocratic sentient zombies into bloodthirsty crazy morons that are going around screaming for brains if he hadn't done that he could have merely escaped with lydia fought with wickham and all the people wouldn't have bothered them too much too much. There, there probably would have been a little bit, but it wouldn't have been this hundreds of... Where did all of them come from? Because there was not that many in the church before. But it seems like there's like a few hundred zombies after him at the end. And the only way... Oh, and in between somewhere, Wickham had created an invasion on London. Because, you know, <laughs> they won't listen to me. I will make them listen. Yes, he was tactically destroying the core of the... Society. In, in the, behind the canal was the in-between, and inside the in-between in the center was the city of London. And there was a- So he turned the city of London into a pack of frothing zombies, and they spilled out into the in-between. Well, there was a wall around the city of London, but I'm sure some got They're through. They're trying to keep them in the wall. They so, got out. Yeah. Because Wickham got out. It was his plan all along. Yeah. And he's just a douche all around making after money. If this sounds a little confusing, well, We're read the book. We're comparing six different stories, six different versions of one story, so. And everyone has their own different opinion. Um, now, though, if you are interested in hearing or listening to the original book, The Prime Project and Zombies, or anything of that nature, you can always go to Audible, as uh, there's a great place to listen to audiobooks, wonderful for when you're at the gym or driving or relaxing. Um, and then as a special treat, Audible is offering listeners of Saturday Morning Pajamas a free 30-day trial. You get one free audiobook of your choosing, and some of these audiobooks are worth like 20 bucks. Others are 10 15 It all depends. But there's a wide selection of over 180,000 titles, so there's going to be something you'll like. And this is just a wonderful thing. To sign up for your trial or to at least learn more information, visit audibletrial.com slash smp for saturday morning pajamas again that's audibletrial.com slash slash smp and to get more details on that i've tried the books from there before um i'm actually having pride and prejudice in my queue to download later on and that way i'll actually get to hear the original story but it is something um that i do suggest since it's a bit of classic literature and if you prefer the version with pride and prejudice and zombies well, there's a little bit more action, and you get a prequel and a sequel. The sequel sucked. Sequel or the prequel, or both? The sequel sucked. Okay, so because the... all of the... Okay, we're not going to go into that, or this podcast will be three hours long. So we'll just focus on the main story. Yeah, basically, though, there is a prequel, which Dawn of the Dreadfuls, which I haven't read, but I'm guessing it goes into how the zombies came to be. Yeah. And then there is the... Sequel, which is called Dreadfully Ever After, and that just came out a few years ago. Um, Okay, few, five, same difference years ago. Um, Which Pi here is saying sucks, so we're gonna, you know, let you figure that out for yourself. If you read the book and understand the principles on which Elizabeth operates and society operates, 
the premise of the second book is really, really shaky. Uh, when it does. Um, when Elizabeth gets married, she says that she'll never marry a man that will make her relinquish her sword. Okay, well, somehow, ma- magically, society has decided that everybody will go to these ori- the, the places of the Orient and they will train in these arts and they'll defend themselves, but the minute these women get married, they can't carry a weapon outdoors anymore. That's my problem with the second book. If you're going to set rules for a universe, follow them. The dynamics of Elizabeth and her friend Charlotte and their relationship. In the original book, uh, Lizzie's proposed to by Mr. Collins, and then she turns him down. And then repeatedly turns him down because he just doesn't listen. And he decides that since she's foolish and headstrong according to her mother, he goes. And he decides that he now wants to marry her best friend Charlotte, who is has a little less money. She's... According to the books and all of the depictions of her, she's normal-looking. She's not a fantastic beauty of the county. She's just a homely-looking girl. So she accepts Mr. Collins in every single version of this story. In the zombie movie, I believe she even goes as far to say, you know, it's the best life I can hope for. Yeah, it is the best life. In 19th century England, that is the best life you could hope for if you were not some extraordinary beauty with a ton of money. Your best life to hope for was to marry a man who could keep you and protect you, and that was it. There was no consideration of whether or not you loved the gentleman, I believe. Mostly like that. So you can't really... So in the original book, Elizabeth tells Charlotte, if you're happy, then I'm happy for you. In the 2000-ish modern movie, she tells Charlotte that she told him that he's ridiculous and she judged Charlotte and Charlotte and her parted on not so good terms. So when she went to visit her later, she realized that Charlotte was happy. This was the best the girl was going to do. And if she could just not see much of her husband, she would be fine. Which she manages to do quite well. Charlotte is a very clever girl. Yeah, there's a lot of pride and prejudice. Sorry, I'm on the computer screen just going through and seeing. There's about one, two, three, four, five. The 1940s film is great. I love the clothing they use in that one because it's the big fluffy dresses. I am not a girly girl. Shut up. <laughs> there's about that ten. That title belongs to our friend. Anyway, so there's like ten or eleven different versions. Um, the most. Oh, there recent- it is. 2005. Kira Knightley. Yeah. There's Kira Knightley. Then in 2004, there was an. A Bollywood version called Bride and Prejudice, which I've seen. Which is really good. I've seen it too. And then the previous one was 95, then the 80s, then the, a couple the in the 80s 60s. Was a television miniseries. I uh, want to see that because the 80s. I'm, my God. See if they did other versions. And I am seeing there's been a couple. Is that there, French? Uh, there's a Dutch, there's an Italian version as well. There's just a lot of different versions. Um, if we do get a chance to watch the 1980s, I'm sure we'll do an updated podcast. Oh, God, yes, because I want to see this. Because I will, of course, be going to Amazon when we're done to see. It's, do they have it on Amazon? Uh, well, you talk some more and I'll find out. Okay, I'll talk some more. So, in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, they continue... Oh, we got way off track. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth and Charlotte and their conversation about her being engaged to Mr. Collins is pretty true to the book. She tells Charlotte, if you're happy then I'm happy for you. And then it completely goes totally off the rails, and she's suddenly being Charlotte's escort to this, not that way, but she is, what is it called? 
when you go on somebody go with somebody on their date. Chaperone. Chaperone. She is chaperoning Charlotte to meet Lady Catherine and see if she approves of her marrying Mr. Collins, played by the uh, energetic Matt Smith. What is he from again? Doctor Who. He played the eleventh. Yeah, the ele- yeah eleventh. Why am I second guessing myself? He was the eleventh Doctor in the Doctor Who revival series that just began in two thousand five. So around, yeah, he just oh, he's there for a couple years. This is, this is bad. I like this one. I'm still looking for that. Amazon duty. is a treasure trove of crazy. Okay, the 2005 movie isn't very true to the story, with uh, with a lot of Elizabeth's interpersonal personal relationships, but she does still show that she cares for her best friend and wants her to be happy, even though she doesn't respect the choices she made until much later. Um, when it comes to the part where Mr. Darcy proposes his to Elizabeth the first time, it is made much more entertaining in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I do prefer this version, mainly because they set about to slash each other up to pieces. There are not supposed to be weapons in the rectory, so Elizabeth and Darcy use whatever is on hand. Letter openers, fireplace pokers, um, books. They throw She throws books at him at one point. Books are not a weapon. Yes, they are. Okay, Anything this, can be a weapon. This is true the girl sitting next to a billion pens. Um, <clears throat> Save me. <laughs> no. In the book, the original book and the original movies, William Darcy doesn't notice that he is severely pissed off Elizabeth and insulted her because he, his first time somebody suggested he dance with her, he basically said she's not pretty enough to attract him and he would never dance with her. She's tolerable. Barely tolerable. Yes. The fact that he wounded her pride, so she held it against him. So the first time he proposes to her in the book and in the movie, she turns him down. And she tells him if he had behaved in a more gentleman-like manner and not enumerated her many disadvantages, such as being poor, being beneath him in social class, and how he'd struggled to fight how he was feeling towards her, and how he just couldn't do it anymore, so he gave up and he's asking her to marry him. I don't know about any of you, but I wouldn't want to be proposed to that way. That's really rude. And after having been unsuccessfully proposed to by Mr. Collins, who basically was taking her as a backup as well, but in Pride and Prejudice, it was way, way more obvious to her. So basically, Elizabeth has been second hat this whole time, and now here's the richest man, almost, in England, telling her, eh, you'll do. Because I can't think of anything else. And that's not a really nice thing to do to somebody. No, it's not. So she turns him down. In the book, she just tells him he acted in an ungentlemanly manner. She upbraids him for separating her sister from the man she loves. And how he treated Mr. Wickham. Because she doesn't know the whole story. And then in the movie, she starts throwing things at him. And she goes after him with a fireplace poker. And they wrestle about a bit and cut each other's clothing open. You don't do anything. We're still proper people here. Just moved a few buttons. Yeah. All of the the available buttons. Yes. They wrestle about some more and she tries to go at him with a letter opener and she tells him that she, there's no way he could have proposed it to her that would make her accept him. And he goes off and he's a very hurt man. And he writes her a letter and at the bottom of the letter he starts writing all of the romantic things that he should have said when he proposed and left all of the other reservation part out. 
you know, the more I think about this, the more I think about is this being a, bo- a movie that a lot of young men need to see to know how to treat women and to learn you don't wait, you don't say mean things to them, you don't stalk them, you don't be evil to them. You be not, you say these nice things to their face and maybe they'll actually like you. And mean them. You have to mean them if you're going to say them. Yeah, it's not like I'm sorry and you're 10 years old. You have to mean it. The proposal scene was very funny in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I enjoyed it very much. And I'm tapping the desk if you're wondering what that weird sound is. This microphone picks up everything. Yes. And then, is this going to be added to the uh, General Mr. DVD shelf? Actually, the DVD was only available in Australia, so I believe it was an Australian production, just because the 1980s one we're talking about, and I cannot find... It was a British oh series, God, and terrible. oh my God, I will put a picture on the blog post <laughs> at nonoms.net. I will, put the, I will put a link to the <laughs> Wikipedia page so you can see this. Amazon does not have the DVD. I can only find the DVD on eBay from Australia. Uh, though it's not a bad price, so if I can figure out if I have a region-free player, totally we'll get it. If not, I will have to do a little bit more sleuthing. <laughs> Scroll down. I don't recognize any of the names here. Oh, oh, what's the name of that girl that plays Elizabeth? You said she was in something else that was very popular? Oh, yes. I know so in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, uh, Lizzie Bennet is played by um, Lily James, who plays the eldest daughter in the recently ceased Downton Abbey TV series. I'm still on season one, episode like four-ish. <laughs> so it's, it's something I have to actually pay attention to and I'm not very good at just paying attention to one thing. As you can tell from my Amazon and eBay browsing while we've been talking here. <laughs> Let's just say we're not very much on pre-researching anything. I forgot what part of the story we were on. In the end, everyone falls in love. <laughs> Basically. In the end, there is a happy ending-ish. Are we chasing the dog now? No. Continue. Okay. Sorry, uh, we have our little special guest, Emmy, in the room as well, but she's being quiet like a good girl. I was just handed a hair tie for some reason. She's playing with a cord. That's how oh, I tie up my cords. Okay. <laughs> okay. We fidget. Anyway, so... My train of thought derailed massively. The door is shut. I think she wants out. She'll get out in a minute. So, anyways, back to zombies and pride and prejudice and things of that nature. (laughs) Without the whole story of Wickham and Lydia running away and Wickham's trying to seduce Darcy's little sister, which I guess was normal back then, but to my 20th century sensibilities is just like, really? No. Like, back then you married the girls young, and it was, you know... They married first cousins back then. They um, they married for money. They married for status. They married for wealth. They married for me closing the window. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) They married for loving, but love, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. With the gardeners gone, you lose a lot of... um, learning more about Elizabeth because she's very frank with her aunt and her aunt tells her don't fall for Wickham and she tells her aunt no oh we're good sorry screensaver went on screensaver of doom anyway focus I swear neither of us have ADD but you wouldn't know that um 
diagnosed. <laughs> okay, so the doctor says I might not have it anymore. I don't trust her. Anyways, <laughs> I took Ritalin as a child. It that tasted dangerous. It tasted good with Code Red, Mountain Dew. Uh. I don't know why it didn't work. Anyways, so uh. there's all these. <laughs> so basically, Lizzie is. Lizzie did though have a lot of wit when she was talking to her mother when she was talking to other people. She was she was very frank. Yeah. She, she wasn't going she wasn't that demure, I'm hiding my emotions type. No, she didn't um backbite like Bingley's sisters did. Like, oh, she's try she tells Darcy she's trying to recommend herself to men by devaluing other women, which is exactly what Caroline Bingley had just done. And the book Darcy was just like Oh, yeah. Hmm. Kind of dismisses it because that's exactly what she's doing. In the movie, he just kind of takes a drink and looks away. Yeah. Because avoidance is basically this movie. Yeah, well, it's, it's called Pride and Prejudice. Some people have too much pride. Other people, they are prejudiced against you know, those who are not like them. Those of the lower class. Yeah. The name came from somewhere. <laughs> I think it's about how Darcy wounds Elizabeth's pride... And she develops prejudice against him. And he is also prideful and prejudiced against the lower class. So it kind of goes both ways. So, the movie. We're back in the movie, right? Yes. The movie. The, bit, the current movie, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. There's a lot of zombie action in this movie. There's a lot. There's some really great scenes with the... the giggling church zombies. They're in... Okay, so at one point, the reason Lizzie knows about the church with the pig's brains and everything is that Wiccan, when she still thinks he is a nice man, he takes her there. And she thinks it's just a normal church. They're sitting in the back pew and there's these girls giggling. And she's like, shh, tell them to be quiet, be respectful. And they turn around she realizes they're zombies. And then the next thing, before she can do anything, she realizes the entire church of zombies. And that's when Wiccan explains what's going on to her. Forgetting to mention that he created the whole thing. But there's, like, a little bit of laughs there where she's like, you're like, oh, this is different. <laughs> there's, zombies are smart. There's ones who can lay traps. There are, oh, the creepy ones are the, we mentioned the lady, there's a baby. This woman's in the middle of the forest, and she has a baby, and she's recently been killed, both her and the baby, and they're, they're just creepy as fuck. <laughs> oh, can we say that? Anthony already did, so and this yeah, is marked as explicit. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying we're not we're to we're trying to be PG thirteen here, so we only get a couple of <laughs> no, them per podcast. Not. We're talking about zombies. Kids today, none that I know that are my nephews watch R rated films all the time. Not saying more than not saying if that's good or bad. Do just we know, do we know any kids that have watched Deadpool? Uh, my nephew at four years old beat Call of Duty at four. My other, both nephews, two little boys, they were watching the Rob Zombie Halloween movie when I was visiting them once. They're both under the age of ten. Yeah. I like the Rob Zombie Halloween movie though. If you're five, if you're like five or six or seven or eight. You have no business watching Rob Zombie anything or listening to Rob Zombie really. Listening to Rob Zombie is okay. Hello? Eh, bathroom. Sorry. My brother's here. So we should wrap this up soon. Oh, yeah, we should probably shut up and stop talking. So, in so, the end, I liked the original book. I liked the 2005 movie, though it wasn't quite right in some parts. And I liked Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. 
all for their own reasons, but I like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies the best so far. But if I can download an audiobook, I'm going to do that so I can see how it's voiced out and, and not seen on screen. Perfect. So I can imagine it myself, which is the whole reason I like movies based on books, because they imagine it for me, and I can sit there with popcorn and... Lazy. Yes, I'm lazy. It's fine. It's good to have that turn off once in a while. <laughs> Except for Sphere. I will never forgive them for Sphere. Ever. But that's another podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll do that one. I, overall, I really like the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I like the addition of the zombies as that new element. I thought the story was very creative. Love the pop-up book. Love the pop-up book at the beginning, and I'm definitely going to be pre-ordering this as soon as I have a release date, and Amazon doesn't list this $34. It will go down. Trust me, it will. Um, I will be pre-ordering this, and we will be watching this much more because I still have people who need to see this film. So that's it for today. Have you seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Have you read the books? What do you think? Please leave us a... Please leave us a comment at the blog post on nonoms.net. That's N-O-N-O-M-S dot net. And we will see you next time on Saturday Morning Pajamas. Bye.